0: All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Rise of an Entrepreneur. Today, we have a guest that is a mother, that is a sister, but also a fighter. Somebody who's been building up their career here in Connecticut. Somebody who had an amazing fight recently uh, with the win of Knockout. Somebody that I admire, somebody that I learn about. Please help me welcome Kat Katana Torres.
1: Hi. Hi. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad
0: to be here. I am so excited because I actually got to know you from your coach, Jeff. Yeah. And um, he spoke so well about you. He spoke so well about your story, how much of a spirit you have and the goals that you have that you want to be able to achieve. And I said, I have to have you on our show because there's so many women that need to learn, they need to hear not only your story, but the things that you've been through and the things that you were able to learn to become who you are today. So mm-hmm. I am super excited to have you.
1: Thank you.
0: My excited pleasure. to be here. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this question. Imagine we had a crystal ball, mm-hmm. right? And you had to take me back to the first childhood memory that you remember. It could be bad. It could be good. But what is that first childhood memory? How old are you? Where are you? What is that memory?
1: Um, so it would, I guess, when I think of when I was younger, it would be uh, a lot of the struggles. Okay. You know that that's what stands out to me the most because um, it was never like a, just one spot stable. Grew up in this house and we were there our whole lives. It was always bouncing around.
0: Okay. So that would. And you say we. We're bouncing around. What does that consist of? What's mm-hmm. the dynamic of the family?
1: My mother mm-hmm. and my sisters. So how many? Now I have three. um But when we were younger, it was just me, my oldest, and then later on.
0: So you're the middle. Eh, in a in a kind way, kind of, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. And you, there's full house of women. Yes. Okay. <laughs> wow. And h- how is it growing up with the house full of women?
1: Um. It's it's good, but obviously, we're, we're all women. So we yeah. T- t- yeah, yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of, don't do this, it's a lot of arguing. But, I mean, it was good. It was good. My mom was definitely our backbone.
0: Wow. So your mom is raising, you know, at that point, two girls. Now it's, you know, four girls. Now it's four of us, yeah. Yeah, now it's four of you. Tell me what type of, you know, attitude did you see your mom carry every day to be able to come home, provide for the family, and be able to be, in a way, a father and a mother for, for all of you? Yeah.
1: Um, so, I remember doing, you know, of course, working and then taking care of us. Um. Later down the road, things started to decline, but she was always strong. I remember her always being strong and always trying to give us advice and telling us, like, If she sees there's something wrong, you know, guys talk to me, what's going on? Um, And she would tell us, she would say, like, I want you guys to know, like, I am your mother and I am your father. And she would take on both roles, like, just amazing. Um, Of course, she's human. Everyone has, you know, their weaknesses and she's had a rough life, but she always tried to stay strong for us.
0: What do you think kept your mom fighting? What do you think the reason was for your mom not to give up? Because easily, you know, there's so many people do it. They mm-hmm. just say, you know, I can't do it. Let, 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 you know, the system help me. Let the system take over my family. I'm just not going to be able to do this. But she seemed like she kept on going and she kept on pushing. Where did that power come from?
1: I honestly think it came from my grandmother, so her mom. Her mother passed away, um, I believe she was 42. Wow. And because um, I, I remember growing up, my mom, she she always said that her mother always told her to never, ever leave her kids behind. No matter what you do, no matter what you go through, do not leave the girls wow. alone. Like, you you make sure you carry them with you, you take them with you wherever you go. And I think that stood in her mind Um and she she took that to heart. She was like, no, it doesn't matter what we go through, what struggles we go through, you guys are going to be with me no matter what.
0: Let's just say you're 14, 15 years old and you're seeing your mom struggling. Mm-hmm. You're seeing your mom working hard. What's going through your mind at that time? Are you aware enough to know my mom is giving her life to protect us, to you know provide for us? Or you're just in your own world?
1: So, if I think back, um, I don't, believe i i looked into it that way like okay she's doing all of this stuff it was more i was very shut down mm. as a little girl um i was uh always in my room so Sorry. i'd lock myself away in my room um and yeah so i i was like isolated myself um but yeah as i got older it's when i started to think about like all the stuff that she's done and then come to the realization of how much she has done and how strong she was for us so
0: i want to make a point. point first of all i would never in my life believe that you can <laughs> be isolated because you're just so confident you speak on you know while you're fighting and all these things that you do on your social media i would never believe that you were someone that was isolated so let's talk about what yeah. caused the isolation and how can somebody break through the isolation
1: yeah so um again like i mentioned before we were always bouncing around We didn't stay in one spot. It was uh, one house to the next, or if we didn't have anywhere to go, we had to stay with, and my mom would try to find, like, a friend of hers or a a family member. Mm. Um, And then, of course, that, you know, it wasn't, like, that was set in stone. We had to go again somewhere else. Um, I remember us having to stay. We, we, like, lived out of my mom's van at one point. Uh, We had our clothes in garbage bags in the trunk. Um, I remember taking the city bus to go to school uh, it was it was a lot so you know and then as, and, and seeing my mom go through certain things like I would be in my room and I had to like close my ears because I would hear her arguing with someone like the person that she was with or whatever and you would hear like thudding and I'm just like so I think it was just a lot of things a lot of build-up and then stuff that I went through in school with people yeah um so yeah I kind of locked myself what do you away.
0: turn to at that point you know, you know, your mom already carries a lot of weight. Yeah, right. She's already has a lot on her plate. You, in your room, you're like, I'm shutting my ears. I'm not trying to get involved with this thing. So, what's happening? Like, how do you how do you get peace? Is it through music? Is it through reading? Is it through fighting? What got you to be able to stay sane?
1: So, I kind of at that point, I would I wouldn't talk to people so i i wouldn't i like i said i isolated myself i would write a lot of poetry though okay so i i would write i would um try to write songs i'm not really good at it (laughs) (laughs) never happened but i like to sing so i would sing i would write poems i would just write to myself just write notes and then um
0: like journaling or diary exactly so like i
1: had different diaries throughout the years and i would just write about my problems about how i was feeling i would draw um, I'd look at an image that I liked and then I would just draw that image so I did a lot of that stuff
0: wow so you did anything that could get your mind off that present moment yes was it there's different types of people right there's mm-hmm. people that live in the past there's people that live in the present and there's people that go into the future yeah which one were you
1: I <clears throat> that's a good question I I I want to say that i was living very much in the present moment um but then trying to i guess present not present that's kind of weird um because i would like i said i would write about what's currently happening mm-hmm. um and how i was feeling so yeah. that for me is very much being present but then i would like sing listen to music to try to like uplift myself you know
0: okay let me ask you this question if there was a glass and it was filled to the half of it, mm-hmm. is the glass half empty or half full? It's half full. So when you're going through these issues, you're looking for, you have hope, yes. you have possibilities that you're like, okay, I'm writing what's going on. Mm-hmm. but This is not where I'm staying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So w- what life did you imagine to have? What life did you want to have?
1: I want better life, that's for sure. Like I wanted I wanted to see my mom happy. Mm. I wanted all of us to be happy. I wanted us to have a stable place, you know. Um how were we gonna get there? I had no idea. Um but, you know, I would I would pray. I would pray and I'd ask, you know, I I believe in God. So I'd pray and I would just ask for, for things to get better, you yeah. know, for us to see the light and, and somehow make it
0: through. So oh. Now, you mentioned something, you said, you know, you moved around a lot. So yes. I'm assuming there was not a lot of friends. No. Right? And plus, isolation, moving around, you're keeping everything inside of you. Mm-hmm. Was there any moment where too much isolation, too much keeping everything inside at one point just burst out?
1: Um, I don't believe so. Only because, so my mother would try to come into my room to talk to me. And wow. I didn't want to speak. I, I had a, I've always had a problem, I guess, growing up with communication. It was really hard for me to voice how I was feeling. Wow. Um, so it wasn't my strong suit. She'd come to me and say, you know, talk to me. And I would just say, no, I didn't want to talk. But she was like, okay, so I'll tell you what. Write me a letter, and then we'll go from there. So I said, huh, okay, that might work. Right. She leaves. I remember writing her letters, and I would express how I felt. I would tell her what was going on, what was on my mind. Um, and then I'd just, you know, go to her room, put it on her bed and I'd go back to my room. She would read it. And then afterwards she'd come to my room and then she'd say, okay, so now that I know what's going on, let's talk about it. Right. And then that helped ease me into being able to open up.
0: I just want to give credit to your mom because, you know, single mother Mm -hmm. doing everything she can to raise the kids working, you know, tirelessly to still not find excuses and come into your room and try to talk to you that's very admirable you know that to me it's just like that's what a parent does parent protects and provides and they're there despite how tired they are so i love that i love that um was your mom a friend of yours would you consider her a friend you would
1: oh yeah yeah my mother and i we were very close like to this day i'd say that she's my twin because um, we were so much alike in so many ways um she yeah we were very 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 close i remember her telling me that when i was a little girl i was glued to her hip she was like didn't matter where i went you wouldn't leave me alone oh. you always stuck to me so yeah
0: now in high school mm-hmm. who were you
1: so in high school it's when i started to i guess try to find my confidence try to take mm-hmm. back what was taken from me okay um yeah, I tried to be more tough, put it that way.
0: You said, in high school, I was trying to take back what was taken from me. Yes. Who took it?
1: I used to get bullied. So when I was in middle school and elementary school, I was bullied by popular kids. Um, you know, the kids that would come to school dressed nice. Their, yeah. their parents were able to buy them nice things. You right. know, they had Jordans. They right. had jewelry. Yeah. They, they, were, they, were, they looked like they were doing pretty good. Um, but yeah, when I was a little girl, I was bullied, which obviously didn't help my confidence. Mm. Um, because of, you know, my family, we, we didn't have money. We didn't come from a family of money. Yeah. Uh, my mom worked very hard so we can have what we have. So I would come to school with like knockoff shoes. Yeah. Um, shoes from Payless. Mm. Uh, the same clothes over and over. Sometimes some didn't fit me. Right. Um, you know, I would do my own hair. So my hair was always one style. Mm. And yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, being bullied a lot didn't help my confidence. Um, and then as I started to get older, so like 6th, 7th, and then into high school is when I was like, I don't like this. Like, this is not – I was a scared little girl. I'm like, I can't. And I started to try to make myself be tough. So, yeah.
0: What point do you realize that, okay, I can't continue to be this scared little girl. I need to stand up to the bullies. I need to stand up for myself. Like at what point and what was that point that came out for you to realize that?
1: Um, so I would say seventh and eighth grade. I was just so tired of it. I was like, I am so tired. It was very aggravating for me. Cause I'm like, this is not fair. It's not, I don't do anything to anyone. I'm, uh-huh. I don't talk bad to people. I'm not looking for fights. That's just never been who I am. I'm like, oh, I'm doing nothing to these people, and this is how they're treating me. So I was tired of it. I was like, this is not okay. I need to start to stand up for myself, and I need to, if I have to pretend to make myself seem tough, then that's what I'm going to do. Wow. And I'd hold my head up high, and I'm like, if someone talks to me, then I'm going to respond. And I, I mean, when I say talk to me, I guess when they talk down to me,
0: yeah.
1: then I would say, even if I was scared, I could be shaking, and I would be like, no, and I would stand up for myself. And then, believe it or not, They thought that I was tough. (laughs) So that helped. And then, you know, over time, of course, I actually became tough. So
0: So, no one taught you how to deal with bullies. No. So you just had to kind of create that self-awareness. Say, okay, if I don't stand up to them, they're going to continue to take advantage of me. So I'm going to go ahead and stand up to them. Even though I'm scared, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it because it's better than me just getting bullied.
1: Exactly. Okay.
0: How do you find that courage for any kid or anybody that's listening to this that may be getting bullied today at work, at, you know, their gym or whatever the case may be, and they're bullies in their life. Mm -hmm. How do they find the courage within themselves to stop that, you know, continuous bullying from others?
1: One, um, I guess the first thing I would say would be to to think about what you want, you know, like look within yourself. One, acknowledge how it makes you feel. It doesn't feel good. You're being bullied. It's it's tearing you down as a person, like your spirit. Mm. Do you want other people to feel that way? You know, if you don't, then the answer is then help yourself as well. Like if you're talking to, let's say, your best friend, right? And you see that they're getting bullied and what they're going through, what would you tell them? What you would tell them, you should tell yourself as well.
0: Because it's easy to tell other people to do it. Mm -hmm. you can tell yourself but you're still not going to do it
1: exactly so i would also say even if you're afraid even if you're like okay this person's been bullying me for years or it's a new person doesn't matter if you feel scared that's okay Mm. like even if you're shaking inside stand up for yourself just say just say something you know like stop stop bullying me yeah or you know i don't know what you're going through but it has nothing to do with me, and I would appreciate it if you'd stop. Yeah. You know? Don't treat me that way because I'm not treating you that way. Some people are going to listen, some are not. At that point, just walk away you know, or, or reach out to someone. Yeah. Reach out to someone that you confide in, whether it's your teacher, if you're in school, or if it's your parent, or the, the principal, whatever. Just reach out to someone who is in authority and mm-hmm. let them know what is going on so that what's happening to you doesn't continue to happen. Let someone know.
0: I want to position something from a different perspective. You said, you know, bullies may be going through something. Mm-hmm. Well, you were going through a lot. Why weren't you a bully? You could have easily turned into a bully. Why mm-hmm. did you s- decide to stay on the good side and not turn bad?
1: Um, I've seen a lot. Like, I have seen a lot. I've seen people struggle, you know? And... Although I was going through what I was going through, I didn't turn that into like, okay, because my life sucks right now, I'm going to make sure that your life sucks. That's never been the type of person that mm. I am. Um, I always took a view on if I, I don't want someone to feel that way, you know? So I didn't project my anger or my hurt onto anybody.
0: You know, there's a saying that says misery loves company. Yes, right, <laughs> and it seems like for you you as miserable as you were, you tried to isolate yourself from everybody, yeah, not only because you didn't want to give them the pain that you were going through, but also because you felt like you needed to recover first before you go into the real world. Yes,
1: yeah, wow. I didn't want to put my problems onto anyone. um, I am a very private person, mm-hmm. so like I like my personal business to stay. Behind the closed doors, yep. you know, it's not something that I feel people need to know unless I want them to know. Right. And I didn't, I always felt like I, I didn't want to be a burden onto anyone. So me projecting my problems to people, to me, felt like, well, now I'm bringing you into my state of mind. And I don't want you to feel that way.
0: So, Let's just say you went back in mm-hmm. time and you're sitting down with Kat, who is 15 years old, They mm-hmm. just went to high school. What would you tell her to do differently at that time that you wish she did sooner?
1: Um, I would tell her to be strong. I would tell her to face your fears. You know, it's face your fears head on. It's going to be hard, but you can do it. You can do anything that you put your mind to. You just have to go for it and you have to do it. That's the Mm -hmm. first step. Take that step.
0: Was it hard growing up without a father?
1: Would things have been differently with my dad around? I have no idea. Was it rough yeah it was it was it was pretty rough
0: do you think having a male role model makes a difference in in a child's life either it's a boy or a girl?
1: Yeah, I do I do because we we're human but we're different at the same time a male's perspective will be sometimes different from a female's yeah you know there's things that a father can teach their child that a mother may have to try a little bit harder to teach you know we have different mindsets on certain things so i do think that both roles play an important part in a child's upbringing
0: i agree i agree at one point in your life you have expressed that you don't know what life has in store for you but one thing you can do is to keep improving and keep moving forward keep trying to be better than you were yesterday. Where does this philosophy come from?
1: Um, So I guess it's, again, it's just from everything that I've been through. Like I still don't know what life has for me until this day. Um, I'm just trying to do everything that I can to make sure that it is pointing into the right direction in a positive. I want to do something positive with my life. You know, I don't want to just exist. I want to live and help many, many people.
0: I don't want to exist, I want to live. There are plenty of people that just exist. Exactly. They do the same thing over and over again, and they expect a different result, which is called insanity. Um, Where does the philosophy come from? Like, I don't want to be insane. I don't want to just be another person that just, you know, this, what is it called? Um, You know, a character in the game that doesn't have a role. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I don't want to be that character. You want to be the main character you want to be able to create impact Mm -hmm. like at what point did you say that's who i want to become
1: um i guess a a lot of it stems from watching my mom because she struggled so much you know she continues to struggle and it's just seeing the same thing over and over people are just trying to get by you know every day we're like Okay, just another day, yeah. another day,
0: another day, another dollar,
1: exactly, I gotta yeah. do this. I gotta do that, but then it, you don't I guess growing up, I didn't really see results um when it came to like my mom, um, you know, things of course started to decline, and then my sister's like looking at them now and just to, just looking at not really much progress, and I'm like, I don't wanna be like that, like. I want to do more, not just for myself, but for them. Yeah. Like, especially my mother and then my sisters. And, and I want to show them that we can become someone. We right. can do something with their lives. We're not just living every day like this until the end of time. Right. You know, until we're gone. But
0: There's a quote, and I'm paraphrasing. It says, when you're looking to give up, imagine your entire bloodline staring at you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? And a lot of people have given up. A lot of people don't yeah. care about the impact that they can create. For the next generation. So you made a commitment to be better. You made a commitment to improve your life. To set a better you know, trajectory for the next generation. It has been hard, I'm sure. How do you keep a positive mindset? What, what exactly do you tell yourself to stay on course? Because a lot of people get distracted.
1: No matter what I go through, and I've said this always. No matter what I go through, um, I will continue.
0: You will continue. I will continue
1: no matter what. No matter what life throws at me, no matter how many times I get knocked down, I will get back up and I will continue. Because why why am I going to just give up? Why am I just going to give up? Um, Who is that going to help? One, it doesn't help me. And two, it doesn't help the people around me or the people who look up to me. You know? So, like, I'm... I'm going to be that example. Like, I'm going to show you that no matter what life throws at you, Mm -hmm. you can always get up. If you want to find that inside of you, get up and keep going.
0: That's powerful. What is the source of energy that you have, right? Like, let's just say you're tired, you're exhausted. You just went through a camp and, you know, you... Figuring out your life And you're moving And doing all these things You're a mother You're a sister you your daughter And things are not easy And when you feel like Okay I just don't have Any more strength Where do you find that Power of energy To get back up For you
1: For me um, Well one I'm a mother So my son um, If I give up Then I'm giving up on him mm. If I give up I'm giving up on the life that I could have, that we could have, Right. you know? So, yeah, there's there have been many times where I'm tired and I'm like, it's just so overwhelming. There's so much in my life that yep. gets overwhelming and I have to, I have to look at everyone around me, you know? I, that's what, that, you know, I look at everyone around me and I, if I give up on myself, I'm also giving up on them. Right. And I don't want to do that.
0: And I think even more important is that, i'm a father i have three kids you know and to me if i give up i'm teaching that it's okay to do so exactly yeah
1: exactly and i want my son to look up to me i want to inspire him so that when he goes through difficulties he can say my mother went through a lot and she continued right so i want that to be something that he always has in his mind where he's like no, 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 no! I'm not giving up. Right. I'm gonna keep going. Cause if my mother did it, then I yeah. can do it too.
0: We're made out of different cloth. Yeah. I love that. Tell me, how is it being a mother and yet being a fighter? Because as a mother, right, you—it's when I think of a mother, mm-hmm. right, somebody who nurtures, who, yeah. <laughs> who just you know cuddles you, protects you, but then you're also somebody who carries a lot of power in your hands, and you go on inside the octagon and You knock people out and you, you know, choke them out and you show the fears that mm-hmm. you carry. How do you balance the two?
1: So, I've always been very nurturing, that's just in my nature. And,
0: I mean, the way you're <laughs> speaking right now, you're so nice, you're always smiling. Thank you. Right? I would never <laughs> think that, like, and again, this is the confusion that people have. Yeah, they would meet you outside and be like, Oh, this you know tiny girl she's so nice let me bully her and next Mm -hmm. thing you know they get knocked out (laughs) (laughs) so like how do you balance that
1: um it's you have to know when to flip the switch you Mm. know you have to be able to to go through the pages and um i know that first and foremost i am a mother my son is my first priority you know i do Give him plenty of cuddles, yeah. um, plenty of hugs and kisses. And I tell him how much I love him, how smart he is. And I, you know, I try to lift his spirit as much as I can. But then when it's time for me to become the fighter, yeah. then that's when I, I, I do separate a little from yeah. there. And I don't mean separate from my son. I just mean more so he understands and I talk to him. I'm like, okay, mommy has a fight coming up. On yeah. this day, yeah. I'm going to have you with whoever I'm putting him with. Mm-hmm. And then mommy needs to focus. And he love understands. That. I love that. So when I need to turn that switch and get into that mindset of being a fighter, I can do that no problem. But I can also be a mother as well.
0: So there's a double-edged sword, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're gonna see it this way or not. And I, I want your honest opinion on this. You know, many fighters. You know, I interview a two-time world boxing champion. I, I sit down with many different fighters, and they always told me. I was more dangerous before I became a parent. I was more dangerous before I was in a relationship because I was not afraid to lose something because I was, I was willing to die.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, as I step into Octagon, I'm not willing to die because I have kids at home mm-hmm. or I have my partner at home who is waiting for me to come back. Talk to me about that switch and be willing to you know go in. Do you think being a parent stops you from giving your all or it pushes you to give your all
1: yeah so it definitely pushes me to give my all yes Uh, it's dangerous stepping in there because you don't know what's going to happen um but i don't think about that and maybe it's something that i should think about (laughs) (laughs) if i'm being honest but i don't because then that's just going to put fear in my mind yeah and and that's something that i want to stay away from you know okay it's not a feeling that I want to keep alive. Um, do I know that there is, you know, obviously things that can happen? Yes. Dangerous
0: sport, yes. It is,
1: it is. But again, it's not something that's in the front of my mind. That's not something that I focus on. Right. You know, I'm thinking I'm going out there and I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to give it my best because again, that's what I want to bring home to my son. I want to bring that. that home to my family.
0: So. Love that, love that. Yeah, because I think you could use your why to push you your why could become why not, right? So you're using that as a source of energy to drive you even further to be able to be the champion, the winner that you can be, okay? Now, when were you introduced to fighting? Um, It's 25. 25, okay. So how were you introduced to fighting?
1: So uh, it's actually, I started watching the UFC fights on Saturday nights, and it was because of my son's father. Okay. Um... So probably when I was 20 is when I started watching the fights. And um, it was Saturday nights. We would watch the fights. And I was very, very, very drawn to the women fights. Mm. I was like, hmm. So when the women would come on, I'd be glued. And I'm just like, what if I can do that? Right. Like, wow. And I just tried to, like, imagine myself. I'm like, hmm, interesting. And then I was just very, very, very just interested in that part. But, yeah, he's the one that got me into, like, I guess, knowing about the fighting world because I had no idea before that.
0: Okay. And obviously, there's a lot of things I see, right? That's like, oh, that's interesting. I would like to try that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe How good would I be in this? But to commit yourself to go into a gym and sign up and say, I want to now train, yeah. right? What pushed you to do that?
1: Um, I guess, so I was going through things with him mm-hmm. a lot. And I one day was watching the fights and then I thought to myself, I have no idea how to fight. I was like, I don't even know how to throw a punch. Right. right. <laughs> so um, it was a way of me to defend myself. Wow. So I was like, I can, I can use this and then defend myself if he tried something.
0: Yeah. You, you, you know, Jeff came here. Um, he did a self defense class. Hmm. And so and he asked a question that was vital for everybody to know. He said, if somebody were to attack you right now like, how confident are you that you can protect yourself? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had a guy there who was, like, 260 pounds. He's a big guy. He's like, 10, 10, 100%, I I can protect myself. And he's like, really? Okay, what are you really good at? Like, what are you an expert at? And he was like, oh, dancing. Like, I'm good at dancing. Well, how long have you been dancing for? 10 years. And he goes, and if you had to grade yourself from 1 to 10 being the best dancer you could possibly, where would you grade yourself? He was like, 6. Like, how the logically, it makes no sense what you're saying. So you've been doing something for 10 years and you grade yourself at six and something you have never done before, you mm-hmm. grade yourself at 10 and you start to show these basics mm-hmm. of just, it's not just about weight, it's not about power, it's about mind, it's about how you move, leverage, you know, control, mm-hmm. all these things. And so many people just got inspired that day mm-hmm. that, wow, this is a, like a skill that you need to like swimming. You gotta know how to swim. We live in a world that has water all around us. We gotta know how to swim. Same way you have to know how to defend yourself. And I think there's a quote that correlates to this perfect, right? I'd rather be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Because at least, you don't need to go out there and fight everybody. That's not the point of it. But when the opportunity presents itself, you know how to protect your family, you know how to stand up for yourself, and you know how to be able to just overall have that confidence that if something were to go down at least i can step up to the plate yes exactly wow exactly and at what point you start taking this serious like okay i can make a career out of this
1: um so i found a gym i googled it and i was looking for gyms in my area i called the coach said hey you can stop in. we'll give you a mm-hmm. free week and yeah. i was like hmm. hook. <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> yeah free week let's try it and then yeah. It was, that was it. I mean, I went in and then I was very drawn to the jujitsu part of things. Okay. And I was like, oh, I like this a lot. Yep. And after that, I started to learn how to throw a punch and they had to drill it over and over. And then after that, I competed. So I competed in jujitsu and I was like, oh, I like this. Mm. Like, this is nice. And from there, it just took off. Then I started to lean more towards the striking and I was just like, I started to feel confident. I started okay. to feel like I had control of something right, right, right. in my life.
0: So, And that was control of yourself? Yes. Wow. So you started to compete in Jiu-Jitsu. Were you always a competitive person? Uh, it's kind of hard for me to determine that because you were isolated in the room, you were going through a lot, you were not talking. So I don't know if you were... Did you always have that competitive edge in you? I
1: want to say yes because there were times when like... After school, we had a basketball hoop in the backyard when mm. we lived at one of our houses. And um, my mother's husband at the time, he would come outside and play. And I remember me and him playing basketball and I'd try really hard to beat him. Wow. <laughs> and uh, there was a, a, a couple kids in the, the neighborhood that like uh, guys that I would play like a two hand touch football, you know, and. I was like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win. I'm wow. gonna win. Wow. So yeah, I would always try to, to be the one on top.
0: I love that. Now, imagine if mixed martial arts, jiu showed up on your doorstep when you're 10 years old. How I, different is the life?
1: I would have probably been like, you're kidding, right? Wow. Uh, Cause I was, uh, I was afraid. I was, I was scared and I didn't stand up for myself. Um, so if someone, like, if, they, if it was like, hey, by the way, this is Jutsu in, in mixed martial arts, come into this world, I probably would have been like, no, absolutely not. Wow. No.
0: <laughs> so I was thinking the other way. I was thinking, like, wow, you would be excited that somebody said that to you. So no. As a kid, So no. you wouldn't go back and, like, try to get to that. Instead, you, you feel like it came to you at the perfect time.
1: Yes. Yes, it did. Because every trial that I have gone through has made me who I am today. Hmm. everything that i have gone through i don't if i guess if i were to look back and they were like here i'm going to give you this opportunity right now if i i wouldn't i don't know if i would take it because i wouldn't have learned all that i have learned now because of everything that i've gone
0: through so you're a true believer that everything does happen for a reason
1: i believe in that yes you do believe
0: that i do wow so you just went to the world's where you competed against best of the best. Mm-hmm. Your first uh, match, you choke somebody out in 15 seconds. Yeah. Right? That's, I mean, Wild. that's lethal right there. Can you imagine somebody is just fighting with you? 15 seconds, they're out. You're like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, and this was not just anybody. This is, you know, I believe they were ranked number five.
1: Uh, I haven't written down. I believe yeah. so. Yeah I, yeah. I believe
0: they were ranked number five.
1: Yeah, I went against five and then three.
0: Yeah, five and three. And then the two, I believe, that you went. Yes. So the fifth seed, you choked them out in 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Very impressive, right? Your first time competing in the world. Oh, yeah. And you were able to put yourself still at the podium. Right? You mm-hmm. didn't take the first, yeah. but you got to the podium. right? You were able to achieve that. To me, it's a huge accomplishment, right? Yes. And anything that you do, if you're able to compete at the highest level and still be able to get recognized, mm-hmm. you may not be the first, but you're now next to the giants next to the best of the best how did that change your confidence and how did that unlock your level of belief so
1: Worlds definitely has been the biggest platform for me um thus far Mm. in in the jujitsu world because it's worlds yeah you know i i remember (laughs) the day going on my way to the airport and i'm thinking to myself what am I doing? Mm. <laughs> like, this is so huge. Um, I feel like I kind of just jumped at the opportunity. So Jeff came up to me one day in class and he was like, hey, you should do worlds. And I was just like, huh? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Like what? <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I did. And it.
0: Why did you say yes?
1: Because I believe in myself. I feel like I have the potential to do. To go out there and make it.
0: Now, let me ask you. I, I don't know how it works. You need to qualify for a world. Somebody has to refer you. Or anybody could just go to the world. How does that work?
1: So, actually, that is not something that I'm sure. Because, okay. again, Jeff came up to me. When, he was just trying to gather a bunch of us right. from the gym. Right. He's right. like, you guys should go. You should go. You should go. I know we have to be signed up under someone yeah. um, who I believe has like that right. status Right. when it comes to world tournaments. Um, But, yeah, I'm not too
0: he sure. He didn't come up to me. So, I know he came up to you for a reason, right, and the reason why I say that is because I believe Jeff really believes that you can compete at the worlds. Mm-hmm. That's why he came to you yeah there's he has hundreds of students. he didn't go up to every single student, and say, "Come to the worlds, come to the worlds, come no, <laughs> he picked specific ones that he believed that would be successful yes. at the world or maybe the worlds could unlock something or help you bring them confidence Exa- and you know exactly. give them that
1: competition yeah. or the experience
0: right so yeah. what do you think you did for him to be able to go out of his way to say hey cat you should go to worlds
1: um i think it's what i like what i've shown i guess you can say because mm. i've competed before yeah um And I have lost in jujitsu. I've, you know, I've lost matches. Yeah. But then I go back and I do it again. So, like, you know, he sees that. To me, he sees that and he's like, there's something there. This girl has something, Mm -hmm. you know. And he sees that potential. So, he's like, he just needs to give me that little push, you know, to get me out of my comfort zone.
0: Right. Um, You said something. During your fight, I saw you fight a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I think it was a week and a half ago. Yeah, Um, Amazing fight. But I was paying attention. The fight was so quick, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, But I was paying attention to what you were doing before and after the fight. Mm -hmm. I see the relationship that you have with Jeff as your coach. The amount of trust that you have with him. And you said, Jeff, you're the best coach Mm -hmm. I ever had. What makes him a best coach? And why do you feel that way?
1: He cares. So he cares about all of us. Um, and he's shown that because he's always on the mats. Mm. And even if he's in pain with his shoulder, yeah. he's still there. He still tries. He still yeah. holds pads for us. He still will roll with us. He's, he's, again, he's on the mats. And he shows us how much he cares. He tries to push us. You know, if we're tired, guys, keep going. Let's go. Yeah. It's, not, it's not over. Keep going. Um, so I think it's just because he cares. He cares. He shows us that he cares. Like, look at our gym, or how yeah. much we're growing, the people that we have. The we're a family. Yeah. You know, it's he's motivation for all of us, and he leads by example.
0: Right. So. Right. You promote the gym so much, mm-hmm. you know, Ascension. You you truly embody the culture, the core values, everything that that gym stands for. Yes. How does one fall in love with the culture? Without being forced to fall in love with the culture. Um
1: I think it's just the vibe, you know? The the vibe of everyone. We're not we don't put our like there's no pride, you mm-hmm. know, we're not the ego, put it that ego, way. The yeah. ego. There's no ego is the right word. We all care about each other. We all want to see each other thrive. Mm-hmm. We want each other to we all want to be better. Yeah. So it's not like we go against each other, and then we're like, "Oh no, you just tapped me out! Oh, I just, I, 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 you just knocked me down!" No, we're like, "Okay, get up, and try again." Yeah. Like, let's we give each other pieces of the puzzle. Um, it's the I don't know the culture. It's just amazing. Yeah. The people are amazing.
0: If you had to describe Sencha's culture, what would it be?
1: We are all one. We are all one. Our culture is. To like uplift each other. Love that. We we help each other, especially like we all have our problems, personal problems, and of we course. know that. Yeah. Some people voices, some don't, but you can still you can see that. Right. And then we always have someone there to, you know, give us a hug or 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 pat us on the shoulders like it's okay. Yeah. Let's go. Let's let's go roll. Right. You know. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. So we're all there for each other.
0: Knowing now that you have this family. Right. That you can have their shoulder to lean on, be able to roll with them, right? Be able to talk with them. How important is that for someone who is a 14-year-old cat, who's isolated, who's by herself? How, is it, how important is it to have the community of people that care about you?
1: Very important. It's very important. Um, because um, if I look back, as 14-year-old cat, I felt alone. I felt like I didn't have anyone to talk to. And I did, you know, I my mom, but I d- chose not to. So it's just what I felt inside. Yep. I felt like I was alone. Right. So to be able to find a gym like Ascension was like, wow. <laughs> I have, there's people, there are people there. Well, you know, there's people that care. Yes. That you can turn to and that can help you.
0: So. Yep. I love that. I think being able to, just create an environment right that drives you Mm -hmm. that makes you want to lift your standards better your discipline yeah in any in in family work gym it's only going to make you better it's only going to make you safer and you know that hey I, i might feel alone but i am not alone because i know that as soon as i feel that way i can go and i can go to the gym, and I could be around the people that have the same mindset that I have that won't let me drown. And a lot of people are afraid to come out of their shell to find those communities, to find these groups of people Mm -hmm. that can make them better. Now, you come from a background that maybe, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's very hard to earn your trust. Mm -hmm. So what did you need to see in the gym to trust Jeff, to trust the people that are in the gym, so you know what? This is the right place for me. Um, A lot of
1: times, ta- so they're very welcoming.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? They're very welcoming. Um, I think what we do at Ascension that helps a lot is we break the ice. Mm. So there's a lot of joking, which is nice because, you know, for someone who's like timid and like just to themselves, yep. They, it's hard to break out of that. Right. So when you have someone who will just, throw a joke out there, make mm. you laugh, then that already starts to chip away. Right. You know? And gets you to open up. And at Ascension, there's a lot of joking. It's, it's great. It's fantastic. It's funny. Um, so like the, the guys would joke with each other and then people who are quiet will like, listen, they'll laugh. And then all of a sudden, now they're breaking out of their shell. Right, right, So, yeah.
0: How do you think, people come from different cultures, background, you know, just overall, everybody has a different life, yes. right? You said under ascension we're all one. Mm-hmm. So how do you make someone feel comfortable besides you know making them laugh? How does somebody say you know what I could be myself here without being judged?
1: So it's all of, there's a, again like you mentioned a lot of different backgrounds, right? Um, diversity and inclusion. We include everyone, so everyone's included. If we see someone who's in a corner by themselves, they're like they're only working with one person, then you know we go over and we're like do you want to roll and then like just bring them in so you bring them into the circle bring them in so that they can start to work with that person or you can connect them to someone else like hey i'm gonna have you work with this person and then that's when they start to open
0: up is that something that's taught to you or is that something that you just pick up on your own To say like okay this is what someone did to me so i'll just do the same thing
1: yes exactly so it's all about experience like you have to put yourself in their shoes and remember how it was like when you were in their shoes Mm -hmm. or if you were never in their shoes and think about if you were, how would you want to be treated? How would you want, do you want to be included? Right. Do you want to feel included or do you want to feel isolated? You know? So then you go out of your way and you're like, okay, let me go talk to this person. So
0: I feel enormous amount of gratitude from you. Like, I just feel like you're just that type of person that always shows appreciation, shows gratitude. Um, where does that gratitude come from? A lot of people are so jaded. A lot of people are so entitled. You know, They have an ego and they just want to be able to act like they're just better than everyone else. You're an undefeated fighter. You went to the Worlds. You went on the podium. Yet, you're so grateful. Yet, you're so down to earth and appreciative. Where does that come from?
1: It comes from being down. Being it
0: does. Down.
1: It does. It comes from being down because... I know what it's like to be down here, you know, whether it's within me, my mind. Um, So seeing people come into my life that they saw the potential in me before I saw it. Jeff welcomed me into the gym and I, I, in the beginning I would go there and I would just watch the classes. I didn't sign up. I just watch. Mm. And he's like, when are you going to join? And I'd be like, I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> but um just having people that have reached out to me and and i mean like o- older people have reached out and they're like let's do this or let's get you into this let's like they're trying they're trying to to help me um i just i appreciate everyone who has come into my life to give me opportunities even if it's the smallest mm-hmm. to get me started with something you know so I'm I'm very grateful for everything that I have.
0: What is the worst advice you have ever received?
1: Um hmm. That's uh, something's dangerous, right? So you shouldn't try it. So it's like no, oh. don't 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 do that. Are you right. crazy?
0: Wow. It's
1: like why not though? Right. Why not do it? Yeah, if it's dangerous, I get it. But if I don't try it, then then I won't know what could have been.
0: Do you think as a mother or as a parent, your job is to stop your kids from doing dangerous things? Or is it to teach them how to do dangerous things carefully?
1: Yes. So I thought about it. I'm like, as my son gets older, he's his own person. Mm. Of course, I want to protect him. And I want to make sure... He's okay, yeah. but I can't stop him from doing what he wants. Right. If there's something that he really wants to do, I'm going to try to give him the most advice as I can yep. and try to make sure that he's safe doing it. Um, but I wouldn't tell him, no, 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 don't right. do that because you're going to get hurt. Like, no. You, I have to let him spread his wings, and he has to go through what he's going to go through in order to become who he's going to become. Wow.
0: Well. You I have a daughter, she is about 16 months old, um, and she climbs these chairs out in the house all the time, and she wants to jump, and she wants to go up the stairs, and the first instinct is always like, stop, don't do that, right? But then you realize that how fearless the kids are mm-hmm. before you put the limitations on them. Yes. So how do you now balance that where... I don't want you to get hurt, but I also don't want you to lose your courage to try new things.
1: Um, So I would tell my son to be careful, of course. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, you're going to do this, but please be careful. Just think about, um, I guess, it's hard. Because, you know, being a mom and you're a dad, like you said, you... You want to just stop them all together so they yeah. don't get hurt? You want to just keep them safe? Yeah. Um but then you ha- you have to let them figure that out as well on their own right. because let's say, you know, your daughter's climbing the chair yeah. and then she falls. Yeah, she's going to get hurt, but then you just, "Hey, it's okay." You know, yeah. you pick her up. "It's okay. Look, you're fine. It's yeah. okay." You try to snap them out of that like, <gasps> you know? Yeah. So, yeah.
0: I have two daughters and I have a son. So, my daughter is the oldest, seven, my son is five, and my youngest is 15, 16 months mm-hmm. old. Um, I raise my son different from when I raise my daughters in a way where my son gets hurt. It's kind of like brush it off. He's a boy. My daughter, it's almost like when she gets hurt, she's looking for me to. Blow on the booboo, mm-hmm. kiss her up, are you okay and all that stuff? As I started to become more experienced father, I started to also teach my daughter how to blow on her own boo-boo Because maybe one day I won't be here. Maybe one day you know she won't have a male figure to do that for her. How important is to treat you know a female
1: mm-hmm.
0: equally as a male? In a way where you develop their mindset, self-conception, discipline, you know, self-worth, all those things.
1: I think it's very important, you know, because you want her to f- to have confidence. Yeah. You want her to feel strong as well. Mm-hmm. It's not just for a boy to, to be tough,
0: yeah. you know, and, yeah. and
1: to to brush off his, his right. boo-boos when he gets hurt. Right. Um you want her to to grow up and and know that she's just as strong as her brother. I agree. You know? Yep. That if she falls, she can yep. get up too and, and say, I'm okay.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, exactly. I'm okay and hold her head up high. You don't want her to to grow up and and think like, Oh no, I just got hurt. So right. where's where's my dad or yeah. where's my brother? Come here and help yeah. me. Yep. You know? Yeah, you, you become dependent. Exactly. You want wow. her to also be independent as well.
0: Wow. Yeah, I realized that because more and more this was happening, more and more she became dependent on where's daddy, I want daddy, about, right, Yeah. and I said, you know what, I, I can't predict the future, I don't know when I'm going to die, mm-hmm. tomorrow I can walk on the street and get hit by the car, yeah. right, so who's going to blow on her boobos, and it's tough because I grew up with a different cultural mindset, I come from Armenia where... Mm-hmm. A male is is a male, and they have to be strong and and the woman has to be you know gentle and all mm-hmm. that stuff, but we also times change yes right. I want my daughter to be a mother, a daughter, and a fighter and and everything that she desires to be without depending on anybody. I want her to know that the only power she needs is the power within herself correct wow
1: that's beautiful thank you yes that's thank g- you. that's great.
0: I don't know if you want to get into this topic or not. Mm -hmm. It's up to you. Um, I saw a post. Mm -hmm. As soon as I started to follow you, you followed me. I saw a post, and that post really just touched my heart, and it was about your sister. Mm -hmm. We talk about fighting. She fights every day, right? She's been through so much. Knowing that you have a sister that's been through so much, right? When you have a bad day, how do you just overall compare this? Like, it's not that bad what I'm going through.
1: So she has definitely, you know, crossed my mind when yeah. it comes to just when we go through things in life. Yeah. You know, we're like this. Our life sucks.
0: Right. <laughs> right.
1: No, your life doesn't suck. Because if you look at the lives of others, they have it far worse than we right. do. Right. I can walk. I can talk. I can dress myself. Yeah. I can eat food. Yeah. My baby sister can't do any of that. Right. My mom takes care of her.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, my mom is. Is her put it that way because. She can't eat through her mouth. She she eats through a tube. Yeah. Um, she's on a, an oxygen machine. She can't walk. She's never been able to walk. She can't even sit down. Um, there's just the list goes on right the list goes on so th- there have been times of course where I'm like oh this sucks or like I can't do this I can't do that and it's like why is this happening but then I have to bring myself back and I'm like and I think of my sister and I'm like no you know I have it great yeah there's yeah. so many people that we take so many things for granted Yeah. and you need to Get out of yourself. Right. Just stand outside of yourself and look around because, no, there's people that have it so much worse.
0: I I couldn't agree more. And, you know, the the time that I saw the picture of your your post of your sister, you know, my tire popped. And I'm like, oh, what a shit day. It's snowing. It's this. It's that. And then it's almost like God was trying to teach me a lesson to say, just shut up. You don't I mean know what you're complaining about right now. And a lot of times we make our problems bigger than we are. Yeah. And we have no clue or understanding of, man, how blessed I am, how lucky I am, and how fortunate I am to be in this position that you are. You know, I, I admire, you know, how good of a sister you are. I admire how much your mom have sacrificed and have done for your family I think it's so powerful that if I am a male or a female watching this podcast today and I'm like, wow, I could do more. I need to do more, right? And to me, you don't make excuses. You don't make excuses of where you come from. You don't make excuses of your circumstances. You don't make excuses because, you know, what your sister's going through, you show up and you get the job done. You have to. mm mm-hmm. Why do you feel like you have to?
1: Because, it, like I said before, I don't want to just exist. Yeah. You know, I feel like this is something that I have to do because I honestly feel like the future has, that the future is bright.
0: Mm. And
1: I'm not only going to be helping myself, yeah. I'm not only going to be helping my, my family, I'm going right. to help people that I don't even know.
0: Right. That You're I here have for a reason.
1: Yes, and I've always said that since I was a little girl that I was put here for a reason. And everyone has their own beliefs. Everyone mm. has their own opinion they're entitled to that. But the way I feel is there's a reason why I'm he- there's a reason why I'm here. Yes. You know? And and I feel like it's I feel like it's to help people, if I'm being honest. I love that. I feel like I was put here because there's so many people that I'm going to help. Whether it's just through my voice whether it's me doing something for them or something
0: You're planning to be a professional fighter? You're planning to go after becoming a champion?
1: I'm going to see where it takes me. That's wow. for sure. Yep. Is that
0: I mean what what's the vision like for you right now? Do you see that?
1: Yes. So, I I see myself getting up there, you know? I see myself on that platform. And then through that platform what will branch off from it i'm not sure um i try not to think too 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 far ahead Mm -hmm. i'm just going step by step trying to stay present and just taking it day by day you know trying to just just keep going keep going and see where it takes me
0: right we sat here with jeff and he said since he started martial arts he knew he wanted to be a ufc champion Mm -hmm. like that was his ultimate goal become a ufc champion through that process, he uncovered a lot of different things where he found his purpose and impact and all that stuff. Right now, are you looking at how do I become the champion? What What's the next goal in that mixed martial arts career for you?
1: I think it's more so... So I'm not looking at it as... Like, um, how am I going to get there? Um, I know that I want to get there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but what I'm looking at more of is like the journey. So I like I said, I'm gonna go through it day by day. I'm gonna continue to do what I need to do, continue to do it better and better. Each day I try to be a better version of myself. Yeah. Um and then when I make it,
0: yeah.
1: go you know, go from there and see what happens.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, you know, amazing relationship with your coach. I relate that to business mentorship as well, mm-hmm. right? A lot of times you have a mentor. How do you keep that relationship alive and how do you continue not get jaded and not take advantage of that relationship where you just take it? Oh, you know what? That's what he's supposed to do.
1: No. Um, it's trust, you know, you have to trust the person okay. and and know that, they have your best interest at heart so communication as well
0: communication communicate
1: communicate if there's uh something bothering you if you're going through something and it's you know stopping you from 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 training or whatever the case may be because then you can hear his side of things and he can like bring you back in and like it's okay like we're gonna do this we're gonna do that it's about i guess caring you know
0: do you think for you to be coachable, you have to trust somebody or you could just be coachable without trusting someone?
1: No, I feel like you have to trust the person you have to trust because them. if you don't trust them, then you're not really going to take what they say to heart. You know, they're trying to to coach you on this. They're they're telling you. So the coach is standing outside of the octagon and they see what's going on. Sometimes yeah. there's so much going on and it's just so high pace and it's yeah. it's chaotic at times. That you don't see certain things, but the coach does because he's on the outside looking in. So wow. when he tells you, do this, do that, it's because he sees it, the, the opportunity is there. Trust him. If you don't trust him, you're not going to do it, right? You're not going to listen. Right. So, yeah, I feel like trust is big.
0: Wow. Now, in the fight business, right, when you are fighting and there's so many things going on and you're inside that octagon, mm-hmm. does your coach coach you while you're in the octagon? Or you already have a plan. You already know what to do.
1: So sometimes there's a plan. And then sometimes there's... You just go out there and fight. But no, yeah. Most times there's a plan. Um, We, of course, you have to pull up tape and and review that. And see strengths and weaknesses of your opponent, etc. And then you come up with that game plan throughout your camp. You're like, okay, so this is a possibility of what could happen, so this is what we're going to do to counter that. Or this is what we're going to do to, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, there's...
0: So going into your last fight, Mm -hmm. what was the game plan? Did you know you were going to knock her out?
1: No, but I wanted to.
0: You wanted to, (laughs) okay, gotcha. Yeah,
1: no, did I know I was going to do it? No, Okay. but I did say, and I remember saying it, I was like, "I I want to get a knockout so bad. Right. And I kept saying, I want to get a knockout so bad, and um, Jeff told me, he said, don't focus on the knockout. Just focus on, you know, everything else. Just just go out there, fight. You're going to do what you do. Right. Um, he did give me a, a few, you know, things and like, okay, we're do this or, yeah. or do that. And, you know, you know, that type of stuff. But the knockout wasn't like. He, it was not
0: that. pre-planned. No. Wow. No. No. Oh, okay. She was a fighter that was throwing a lot of wide shots, right? And. Did you, you already knew that going into a fight? I had a feeling. Okay. So I,
1: we couldn't find any tape on her, but I did watch her grapp- uh, one of her grappling matches, and immediately she came out and was just like, attack. Okay. So we knew that that was what we were going to get. Wow. Um, We were very much aware of that.
0: Right. And then when when you knocked her out, because that was your first knockout, mm-hmm. right? Um, I remember you doing an interview, and the guy asked you, he said, you know, Is this your first MMA fight? You're like, no, it's my turn. Mm -hmm. First one was, you know, rear naked choke. Then it was decision. And now you got a knockout. So you literally got the full resume now Mm -hmm. of all three different scenarios. Knowing that you knocked her out, that adrenaline rush, right? Mm -hmm. What's the first thought that comes to your mind?
1: So that's funny because I knocked her down and. You didn't
0: finish her. Right? Or you did?
1: No, no, no. no so was there was no there was no ground to pound. Right, right. There was no ground to pound. We were not allowed to do that because it was her first fight. So um she got knocked down and the ref immediately just jumped in the middle and was like, Okay, we're done. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Done.
0: Yeah.
1: Um my the first thing that came to my head wasn't, Oh my god, I knocked her down. It it wasn't. I was actually it's funny because I think my my mind was more so like I wanted her to get up.
0: Really? Why well, yeah. you wanted to fight to continue? Yes, wow. I wanted
1: her to get up, and I wanted to keep going, but that was it. So, wow. Yeah.
0: Why do you think that is? Why do you think you wanted her to get back up? Because you, you you were upset they finished so soon.
1: Um. So I didn't even realize how fast it was. Yeah, it was fast. Because it was so chaotic. Yeah. I mean, it, the fact that she went out there and was just, just so much. It was so much pressure, and mm. then just wide, very. Again we knew that that was coming but it it ended fast.
0: <laughs> so when you're walking down the tunnel yep. to go to the octagon. Yeah, butterflies still?
1: Yeah, I mean there's always nerves.
0: There is. Okay. There there are,
1: there's always nerves. Um but I tell myself a lot of positive things. So you do, I, okay. yeah, I'm always like okay, I feel these nerves. All these butterflies, but I'm going to let them fly in formation. Mm. And it's just straight on um i tried to convert the nerves into excitement
0: did you hear did you feel her power when she hit oh yeah okay and yeah. and does that changes your level of confidence when you're like okay wow i just felt that
1: it doesn't change my level of confidence but what it does is it's kind of like wake up like more alert yeah so you're alert no matter what. Because you know you're going to get into a fight. You know that this is a fight. You know, one person has to come out of it alive. Yeah. Um, but when you feel that power, then it's like, okay, we're here. Like, this is, this is, this is happening. Yeah. Even though you know it's happening, this is really happening. And it's like, now you got to be on your P's and Q's.
0: I love that. Wow. Now, when you decide to compete professionally and go into this, you know, like, legit willing to step into octagon, mm-hmm. not knowing what's going to happen, right? You made that decision based on uh, wanting to achieve what? Like you, like for somebody like for me to go to the business, I was yeah. willing to go broke. Like, I took all my credit cards. I literally emptied everything out to start my business. And I said, you know what? Like I am going there and here's my goal. My goal is to be able to become a multimillionaire, I'm going to make seven figures. I'm going to open these big offices. Everything that's in today was pictured 10 years ago, right? You had to have a reason why you wanted to be a fighter and you had to have a reason to be able to want to just compete. It wasn't just so that way you could have your hand raised. There has to be some type of a goal in mind. What is that goal for you?
1: I want to become someone. I want to do something with my life. Yeah. You know, I...
0: But you could have been a teacher. You could have went to open a business. You could have done (laughs) anything. You could have done modeling. You could have done, like the guy said, be a double stunt actor, right? You could have been anything. Why choose this?
1: Because I was a scared little girl. And fighting helped me gain confidence. It helped me get the confidence that I didn't know I had so it it helped me feel empowered, courageous, be brave, stand up for myself.
0: It's almost like a superhero wearing a cape, yeah, right. It's like when you're a kid, right, you put a cape, and all of a sudden you feel like you can fly. Mm-hmm. For you, that was the feeling when you stepped on the octagon, you were your best self
1: yes wow. it it helps it helps me a lot, like uh it makes martial arts it's um sounds crazy, but it's soothing it is it's soothing it, it helps my mind it helps me feel like i'm in control right you right. know wow. i have power over myself so.
0: when when you won the fight and unfortunately obviously casey didn't get the you know, the yeah. win that we wanted him to get you know you're happy he's sad how do you balance that emotion because you're like, oh, I can't be too happy, maybe because he lost. He doesn't want to be too sad because you won. How does that dynamic of teamwork comes together?
1: Um, I so obviously I was I was, I was very sad. Yeah, that Casey lost. Um, I just I tried to give him his space, right? Okay. So I don't want to. As much as I wanted to go up to him and just give him a hug, yeah, I, I tried to give him his space because, you know, it, that's hard. right? You, nobody wants to lose. Right. It's hard. Um, but at the end of it, you know, we were in the back, and, and I was telling him how great he did. He right. did great. You know, things happen. We, we fight, and it's a gamble. Yes. We're throwing the dice, and we're just going to see what happens. Yeah. We have know?
0: seen best of the best, you know, just yeah. in a mere second. Something wrong goes, and they, they like Kobe Covington just fought. He said that in the first round, he almost broke his foot, yeah. and that he couldn't go with his plan. Things happen all the time. Exactly,
1: it's a, wow. it's a gamble, and we say that all the time. Fighting is a gamble. We're throwing the dice, and we're just we're gonna see what happens. You 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 can be the best of the best. Things happen. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, we try to comfort each and every one you know in the gym. Casey, unfortunately, didn't go his way, but that doesn't take away of the no. amazing fighter that he is yeah, because yeah. he is great. He's very good at what he does, yeah. you know? Um. So we just tried to talk to him and tell him, like, you, you're you great, man. And I told him the back, I'm like, you did a great job. You know, things happen, and right. no one looks at him any different. We mm-hmm. all still care about him. We all still love him. He's Casey Norton. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. he's, he's our friend. I love
0: that.
1: I, I won that night, and he didn't. But I shared that pain with him, you know? Um. Like, it hurt my heart to see that. But life goes on, and he knows that, and he's going to come back even better. He's right. going to come back even stronger. I didn't, I, I wasn't over the top, like, oh, my God, I won. Da, da, da. No, that's not who I am. So I I kept the level. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's okay. I kept the level where I needed to be. Yeah. You know, I was there for my friend and my teammate.
0: As a competitor, um, do you care about that zero with like zero losses in your in your MMA record right now? Or do you like? Are you looking to protect that, or you don't care too much about that?
1: So I try not to look at it that way. Like um, like people will be like, okay, now she's three and zero, and I'm like, yeah, that's fantastic. But I try not to let it get to my head too much, okay. you know? Because I don't want to be focused on that. Because right, right now, I'm an amateur. Yeah. This is all about experience. Yeah. This yeah. is me getting, getting my experience. Um, I don't want that to interfere with anything. Right. Like, I'm trying to keep my mind focused on just going out there and, and doing the best that right. I can in hopes that my hand will get raised at the end.
0: Right, right. Like, Mayweather, he, he in Olympics, took a bronze medal but he went undefeated in his professional career mm-hmm. because he paid the price while learning, yes. and then when it came time to earning, he really focused on what he was good at. He kind of put all his tools together yep. to win the fights. Um, a lot of times in business world, you know, and I, and I say this a lot, I say that a fighter is like a business. They're mm-hmm. their own brand. They have to go out there marketing market themselves. They have to get bigger contracts. Uh, they have to go out there and know how to promote Yes. For people to come to their fights so that way they could be somebody that people want to follow, right? Mm-hmm. And they have to lead it by the good example. When right now you have to train like a professional, mm-hmm. but you earn like an amateur.
1: Yeah.
0: And you don't have these luxuries like professional fighters might have. How do you stay focused, committed, and willing to sacrifice? With such a little reward,
1: because I look at the bigger picture. So well I feel like I'm like living a double life. <laughs> so I, I have my daytime job, and then I do this. As, yeah. You know, I train at night, et cetera. Um, yes, I I understand the, the the level that I'm at right now, whereas an amateur. There's not really much reward, right. but I mean, at the same time, if you think about it, there is a lot of reward because it's all experiences. I'm learning. I love that. You know, I'm, I'm gathering all this information yeah. to prepare me for the professional. I agree. Like world, you know, I agree. and what's to come. So I look at it as, if you think about, I guess, um, like money wise, right. that's, that's just something here for now. Right. You know? Right. Um. I need to keep going to get to where I can, where I see myself. Yeah.
0: For the first seven years of my career, I was in debt. Right. And I worked twelve, fifteen hour days every single day mm-hmm. for the first seven years. And then on the seventh year, I was able to actually get to my goal where my father no longer had to work. Mm-hmm. And I was able to retire him, and I was able to achieve a certain level in my business where I would say, you know what, I'm a six figure earner not just revenue, but actually income, and I was happy about that. Today, we have over 100 agents, and they never done sales. They come mm-hmm. from different jobs, different backgrounds, and they see me close these $200,000 deals, $300,000, and they're like, well, I want that. mm mm-hmm. And I relate that to being a fighter, where it's like, well, you can't go and fight Conor McGregor or Khabib or any of these, you know, MMA superstars, mm-hmm. right? At their game because you haven't learned what to do in the amateur level. So first, you have to be willing to pay the price by learning the game, yes, right? And then you have to go and remove the L and start earning money and start developing yourself for a bigger competition, bigger resources. And a lot of times, people just want to get there. Yeah. What What is the negative of going big too fast?
1: You're not learning. I feel like, to me, it, you're taking away from the process. Wow. Like, live in the present moment. You will get there. Yeah. If, as long as you stay present. Stay in the that. present moment. Go through the process and soak in the journey. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then you will get there. Don't think too far ahead. It's the, you shouldn't want something to just be handed to you. Right. Like work for it. Right. That's that helps you build yourself as a person.
0: I always say, keep your eyes on the process, not the price. Yes. Because if you keep it on the process, you will get the price. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Wow, it's so amazing to have you here. Thank I you. appreciate you coming in. Love your story. So much mm-hmm. knowledge. So much insight that you were able to provide to our audience today. Uh, we do have a gift for you. Okay. Um, I thought it was a special moment mm-hmm. to have you on a, on a podcast. And we want to give you this gift from Axley to you as our sponsor athlete. Okay. This is for you. Thank you. Sponsor. Hopefully you like it. Thank you. Thank you.
1: No problem. You can open should it. Should I take it out? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah please. Hi. Right, let's
1: see. Oop. I probably should move this. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess first thing I want to say, though, red's my favorite color. Good. I Good. absolutely love the color
0: red. I'm going to talk to Jeff about changing the logos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. No, this is great. Let's
0: see.
1: What do we have here? Oh, that's so nice. Yeah.
0: So we thought it's your first knockout, and you should always remember, you know, where it started.
1: <gasps> yeah. That's so pretty. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you.
0: We appreciate you. Uh, we'll take a picture, yeah. so that way we can promote this podcast and get everybody involved as well. Oh, you sweet. want to hold that up? So that we, yeah? yeah, yeah, please. You put, Here you go. You got your camera? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. All right. Perfect. You want to turn it that way? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Can I put it here? Yeah. Perfect. You right here.
1: Okay. All right. All
0: right. Three. Thank you thank so you much so i really much. appreciate it thank you well you let me know when your next fight is we will do and i would love to if you need any equipment if you need anything at all any gear we would like to help you out as much as we can thank you i
1: appreciate albert my Thanks pleasure so much. i'll give you a hug yes thank you i'm to do of course
0: it's literally i am so inspired by you i was telling my daughter she's seven i was like man you should have seen that so i started showing it's like daddy that's so
1: cool she was very
0: very excited
1: yeah. Thank you. Um, that's so good. No, I honestly, I I want to inspire people. When I see yeah. the back of this shirt that yeah. you brought to Casey, yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah. I'm like, this is wild because that's literally what I want to do. Like, I want to yeah. make an impact on love people's that. lives. I want to inspire people. I, I want to do some, I want to influence people. I was like, this is crazy because it was like you were like <laughs> speaking to me. Yeah, yeah. But wasn't really speaking yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I mind that. I
0: lo- And I love, you know, it's funny, I love the gym and I was like texting Jeff and I'm like Is she a fighter? He was like yeah she's, she's also fighting on the car I'm like no way yeah, like yeah <laughs> like, tr- starts telling me your story and I'm like dude like I'm sorry I didn't mean to undermine her like I want to turn around and come back he's like no no he's like I'm like tell her I'm gonna sponsor her too give her the shirt he's like oh she was gonna wear it anyways I was like I don't yeah. care and then when we saw you knock her out I was like people send her two fifty 250 as a bonus We because well, yeah. we were so happy for you <laughs> And I just think, just seeing you progress and seeing you do what you do in your element mm-hmm. is fantastic. Yeah, I the so first that. time I sent her five hundred, I didn't put anything for the memo. I'm like, oh great, she's gonna see a random Venmo with five hundred. What the hell is this? Yeah, no, that, that that's good that, that we were able to meet that day. You were right there. Again, everything happens for a reason.
1: Yeah, and I believe that. And it's funny because Jeff doesn't believe in that, but that's no. okay. It's it's, it's everyone yeah. has their own opinion. I'm a firm believer that yeah. everything happens for a reason. I agree. Um, and I'm very grateful.
0: Good. I am Good. very grateful that but you will continue to support you. We have a big event coming up sometime mm-hmm. in April or May where we're going to have a conference that talks about, you know, inspire, influence, mm-hmm. and impact. We'd we'll love to have you as a speaker.
1: That'd
0: be great. Yeah, that so many women can guys. look up to you. Yeah. Your mother, your daughter, your sister—you're kicking ass. You're doing <laughs> a lot of great things. Thank and you. And again, I know you're an investment banker, right? Personal uh,
1: banker. So I'm a relationship banker. Okay,
0: whatever mm-hmm. I can do to support you, I know a lot of people. Let me know, so that way we mm-hmm. can drive some business to you as well. Okay. All right. I
1: appreciate it. I Thank appreciate you. you. Thank you so much.
0: Of course. I, I think I again. have all my. You want to have good? I believe so. Just your
1: son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will grab him. <laughs> have a
0: nice day. You too. Yep.
1: Yeah, you? Yeah, Yeah.
0: Order? Yeah. That's bunch smiling.